Hello and welcome to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today's podcast is about precious metals, specifically gold and silver physical in your possession. In my previous two podcasts, I spoke about what is money, but more importantly, what isn't money. And I also spoke about central bank digital currencies, which is the future of currency. And if you were to have a listen to those two podcasts, you would realize very quickly that we need to make a change. We need to do something differently to secure our wealth. And I want to talk to you about two types of assets, in-system assets and out-of-system assets. What is an in-system asset? An in-system asset is something that is directly affected by the flow of currency. I'll give you some examples. Real estate, stocks, shares, equities. They are directly affected by the flow of currency. But I'm more interested in out-of-system assets. And for me, there are basically two types. Cryptocurrencies, which cannot be produced by governments... And commodities. Now, commodities can be anything from agriculture to oil, but today I would like to talk to you about one specific type of commodity, precious metals, in particular gold and silver. Now, there are other precious metals, platinum, palladium, rhodium, but gold and silver are really the primary focus because they have been our monetary system for nearly 6,000 years. So once you establish that there is a need to move outside the system, because we are reaching the end of a currency cycle, and there have been 4,800 currency cycles previously in history, and every single time there was a reset, the currency returned to zero. That means the currency basically became worthless, before being reset. So we need to think about securing our wealth because we don't want our wealth to become worthless. And the question is, could you secure your wealth within system assets like real estate, stock shares and equities? And the answer is yes, you can. Firstly, with real estate, you want to make sure that you have the title or at least the ability to be able to get the title before the reset occurs. I don't think it would be a great idea to be caught with a mortgage in the middle of a reset. That could be catastrophic, especially if real estate plummets in value. Secondly, stocks, shares and equities, you really need to know what you are doing. There are certain types of stocks and shares that will do very, very well in a reset. And there are others that may not do so well at all. In the last reset, in 1929 to 1932... The stock market lost 80% of its value over three years. So if you'd been invested in the wrong types of stocks and shares, then you may very well have lost everything. It should also be worth pointing out that standard superannuation schemes are backed by stocks and shares and so on. So, So during a reset, superannuation may be in a little bit of trouble as well depending on how diversified your portfolio is. Which leads me once again to out-of-system assets, the assets that we turn to when currencies begin to fail. 
And for the first time in history, we have a new player, which is cryptocurrencies. And we have no idea how cryptocurrencies are going to perform during a reset because we have no historic uh, facts or evidence. But with gold and silver, we know what's going to happen because gold and silver always, excuse the pun, always shine. So gold and silver are your safe haven asset. So the first question you need to ask is how many funds or how much funds should I allocate to precious metals? And the answer to that is have a look at your bank account. What is it doing? Are funds active or are they dormant? If they're dormant funds, it means they're not doing anything other than taking up space in a bank account. And right now, I'm not sure that bank accounts are the best place to have funds, especially with the threat of bail-ins. So if you have any dispensable funds, I would be taking those from the bank and doing one of two things, storing it in physical cash while you still can and converting a certain amount to precious metals, gold and silver. So once again, just repeating, you need to consider how much dispensable currency you have, what's available, what's on hand, how much are you prepared to invest in storing your wealth or protecting your wealth. So the next question is, once you've decided how much you're going to use, utilize, then you need to locate a bullion dealer. And a bullion dealer is somebody that sells gold and silver physical in your possession. And that's what I want you to get to. So a quick Google search in your major city will tell you where the bullion dealers are. For example, I live in Melbourne, Australia. And in Melbourne, we have several very, very reputable bullion dealers, uh, ABC Bullion, Bullion Now, Ainsley Bullion, As Good As Gold, Melbourne Gold Company, Gold Stackers, and so on and so on. So you need to Google your bullion dealers in your capital city. And once you've done that, then you will set about the task of actually deciding whether to buy gold or silver. And the first thing you will notice about gold and silver is that gold is a lot more expensive per ounce. Just remember what I was just saying, per ounce. When we're talking about ounces in bullion, we're not talking about the sort of ounces you use when you're cooking. That is uh, 28.3 grams. We're talking about troy ounces. Troy ounces are a lot bigger. In fact, troy ounces are nearly three grams bigger. They're 31.1 grams. So it's very important you know the difference between the two because if you're buying standard ounce bullion, it means that you are getting three grams of product less. And with gold specifically, that makes a huge difference. Now, the good news is that all bullion dealers deal in troy ounces, not standard ounces. So, once again, we get back to the price of gold and silver. Gold is currently, uh, as of the this podcast, is 2,600 Australian dollars per ounce. Comparatively, silver is only $32 per ounce. So, that's quite a difference. So, you can see that silver is a lot more accessible. But the question still remains, gold or silver? Well, that also depends on how you see the market, how you speculate. 
In my case, I am more bullish on silver. And that is industry speak for I prefer to buy silver because I think silver is the market to be in. But you may decide to be more bullish on gold, which means you think that gold is the market to be in. But the truth is, you really need to, and this it goes for all your investing, you need to diversify. And that is, you need to have both. Because whilst gold and silver have the broadest base of buyer and utility of any other commodity on planet Earth, they also operate uh, in different ways. For example, gold is generally used for storage. In fact, most of the gold on planet Earth is in some kind of storage vault. And yes, it is definitely used in industry. But silver is an industrial metal. Silver is one of the most sought-after industrial metals of any metal on planet Earth. So once again, what you need to do when you're speculating is you need to determine or you need to diversify your portfolio. Now, what do I mean by that? The portfolios can have different ratios. You might have $10,000 and you might decide to allocate 80% to physical gold and 20% to physical silver. So eight, that's called an 80-20 portfolio. Uh, conversely, you might decide to have 80% silver and 20% gold. Now, neither are wrong. You can do both. Or you may decide to hedge your bets and get 50% gold and 50% silver. There is no right and there is no wrong when it comes to investing in precious metals, just simply how you speculate. In other words, how you see the market. And once again, remembering you're not going to get as much gold at $2,600 an ounce as you are for silver at $32 an ounce. You're going to get a lot more silver. The other thing you need to know about precious metals, especially specifically gold and silver, is that gold is a lot more compact. It's a lot more dense. It doesn't take up as much space. So if you're traveling, it means you probably should have gold because it's not going to take up very much room and it's worth a lot more. Silver, on the other hand, is very, very bulky. So silver takes up a lot more room. And that's a consideration since you're going to have it physical in your possession. You need to think about storage. Where are you going to put it? So that's a very big consideration when you're looking at gold and silver. Where are you going to store these metals? Now, let's get back to where we started with gold and silver. So first of all, as I said, you need to diversify. The next thing you need to decide is are you going to buy bars or coins? Because that is the two formats that precious metals come in in what we call allocated format. In other words, it's physical format. So let's have a look at that for a moment. Bars come in two types. They come in cast, which are sort of a rough kind of finish. And they also come in minted, which is for the people that prefer their metals to look nice and shiny. There really isn't a lot of difference between the two. It's just that minted bars will cost you a lot more. But really, when you take both of them back to the bullion dealer, you will get the same price. So there's really no great advantage. For me, though, uh, coins is really something of great interest. Coins is the other type of uh, metal that you can buy and coins tend to come in much, much smaller amounts and in silver, traditionally one ounce and two ounce coins. 
in the gold coins are usually one ounce coins. Sometimes you can get two ounce coins, but mainly one ounce. So these are for quick trades, for quick barter ability and to be able to offload very, very quickly. So bars, why would you buy a bar? You would buy a bar for longer term storage. In other words, longer term wealth storage. They are more economical to buy and they traditionally represent much, much larger portions of your investment. Whereas coins are much, much smaller and more liquid. They can be offloaded very, very quickly and very, very easily. As I said, they have the broadest base of buyer and utility. You can sell them to anyone, anywhere, at any time, including back to your bullion dealer for either digits on a screen or cash in your hand. And remember to shop around because different bullion dealers will give you different prices for your metals. And also different bullion dealers will sell metals for different prices depending on on their premiums, in other words, the amount of money that they make after wholesale. So it pays to shop around and it pays to diversify. So I recommend having some gold, some silver, some gold bars, some gold coins, some silver bars and some silver coins. In other words, diversifying, not just diversifying between the metals, but also diversifying between the products. So you can see very quickly that uh, precious metals are very easy to find, locate, um, and also uh, very, very easy to store. You can just simply take them home. But once again, storage is a big issue for some people, especially if you're into silver, because silver takes up a lot of room. And as I said, gold doesn't. So with regard to storage, because I'm talking about allocated metals, in other words, metals within your possession, I highly recommend that uh, you store them uh, as close to your person as possible. Now, that might mean in your house, that might mean with a friend or a family member, but the idea is to keep them so that they are accessible. So precious metals, physical in your possession. And that really is the beginning introduction to precious metals. And I hope today that you've got something out of this podcast. This will get you started on the road very quickly, as I said, to diversifying and to deciding or how much money or currency to expend on precious metals. So, um, so that's it for today. Very, very quick podcast. Uh, I'm going to continue talking about precious metals in upcoming podcasts. So um, until I see you next time, take care and I will see you very soon.